0: we
1: Episode 45 of Pod Racers, a Star Wars podcast. And oh man, we got some interesting stuff. Uh, we, we had a break last week, just life kind of got in the way. Um, but uh, they gave it an extra week to kind of find some fun stuff to talk about. Um, I do have some interesting news that I thought we could go over. First off, let's get into um, Make Solo 2 Happen. Lots mm-hmm. of talk about that at the end of uh, the month of March, which is interesting. Like people coming together and, and straight up lobbying for that to happen. I, yeah, let's see. Let's see a second solo movie. I'm interested. I want to see what happens. Yeah, I really want to see what happens to Kira. Yeah, That's yeah. the big thing. Like you don't even really need to do a hope or a Han Solo movie. Let's just see. Let's see what happens with um, the the Pikes and and yeah. the different uh, gangster affiliations and how Kira closely works with Maul. How mm-hmm. that works out. Throw Han in at the end yep. for a few seconds, and oh, he's a little bit older. He's getting ready for the rebellion. Mm-hmm. Kira, him match up. I'd love to see something like that. I think that'd be awesome. Um, apparently, Dave. <laughs> this one was funny, and I'm sure you've seen this. Dave Filoni has been executive creator producer at Lucasfilm since last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, but they kind of just announced it or they put it up on the star Wars webpage mm-hmm. like, within the last month or so. And people were freaking out thinking, Oh, is that it for Kathleen Kennedy? Mm-hmm. No, it's got nothing to do with that. He's been that since last summer. Interesting to note that does he officially have the keys to the kingdom? Is I don't it, know. You know, actually, it goes?
0: i was i I went off uh the beaten path for my normal YouTube videos watching oh, no. and I actually revisited uh Mike zero and a doomcock
1: Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, video
0: and I guess um actually both of them were reporting that there's some stuff going on with um Kathleen Kennedy and that she's storming mad about a lot of things um and that yeah she's she's pretty much had her creative. Uh, imprint creativ- kind of stamp Creative out. oversight ability Has been kind of removed um, And then also One of the higher ups is, is These are all rumors Obviously you know sure. Not going to renew her contract for Star Wars
1: Well and here's the um, thing too like, 2021 was the year that her contract Comes up mm-hmm. And we haven't heard any And I guess why would we But with this day and age With, with the level of Intimacy fans have with information when it comes to different companies and things like that, especially Star Wars. You would think that we maybe would hear her negotiating a, a, a contract or anything like that.
0: Well, this is another thing that Doomcock talks about in this video, and he says <laughs> that um, I love it. <laughs> you know, uh, Disney is really cracking down on the leaks that are coming out of like Lucasfilm and Disney from employees. Sure. And I guess they're, the rumor is that there's a shit ton of closed door meetings and they're basically trying to rein in all their employees, uh, by having them like register their social media feeds so that, you know, they can quickly track down where leaks are coming from if they're done through social media. Um, uh, because it's just, it's getting out of hand and out of control and they can't sure. keep the goddamn things secret anymore. Um, So Disney is becoming very invasive, apparently, on their employees. And and they're putting putting basically a gag order, like no talking. You can't even talk about this kind of thing, which is why there's not a lot of reports on it. But this is, you know, Doomcock, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, he also says that there's been um, some interesting, uh, some of those closed door meetings have been interesting because uh, there's rumors that George Lucas has been coming back. Um, Which
1: would be interesting because a lot of fans are kind of torn about this. I think you have the hardcore fans are like, yes, Mm -hmm. awesome. Especially what we saw from Disney and the uh, sequel trilogy. Mm -hmm. But then you have the fans that are sitting there going, well, as much as we like the sequel trilogy, he done fucked up a lot of stuff with it. Yeah. Right. Like the story is solid, Mm -hmm. solid gold, in my opinion. How it got there, eh, not so much, but that's okay.
0: Yeah, so I guess, you know, the rumor is that uh, Filoni and John, I guess it's Dave and John and Lucas have been starting to really collaborate a lot more and there's rumors that Lucas might actually buy back into Star Wars Mm. and become part owner so that he can start funding some new things.
1: See, I find that hard to believe, though.
0: Well, I guess this is this is all a rumor, right? This yeah, yeah, is, yeah. I'm just repeating what I heard. Right. Um, and he says that uh, because of you know the way that the sequel trilogy has kind of split the fans, like Star Wars is not making the kind of money that Disney wants it to. True. And so they're then looking for that. anything to make money, right? And if it requires bringing George Lucas back, if it requires allowing him to buy back in to have some creative input. Um, I think that would be great. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I know, do too. I, I just, really want to see him
1: involved. I, f- I don't
0: think he should be writing the dialogue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, keep, him, keep him as far away from you that know, as possible. But,
0: you know, but like, like he oh. can set the scenario, he can do the world building, he can help with all sorts of ideas and history and, you know, philosophy about this thing and where this should have come from and where this needs to go. But, yeah, you know maybe ask him that you know he his dialogue needs to be helped by other writers you know but other than that like i would be absolutely thrilled to see lucas back i'd probably be almost as excited as i've ever been about star wars if lucas was back and you know going to start funding and overseeing you know new movies or trilogies or whatever tv
1: shows you know yeah um i think that would be really really great and i yeah i I agree with that um if you're gonna bring him back bring him back and have him be a major input to it still like he's he's in no i don't want to say he's in no shape to direct or um anything like that but for sure that world no, building he's, yeah. he's a well of information oh, he, least, well, it's anything. him that's yeah. his it's his baby right like there's no there's nothing there yeah so yeah, I agree. I think that would be a, an amazing thing to see. So Yeah, I would love. Whether that's that. true or not, we'll we'll find out. I like the thing that I kind of look at that and I go, ah, I don't know about that is I don't see Disney giving up profit.
0: Yeah, but I mean, if, you know, they can let Lucas have like a 15 or 20% ownership, Steak. um would that increase profits 50%, then you know, Maybe. then you make um, up Then they would still, in the end, be making more money. Yeah, Lucas is making money too off of the Disney product, but you know, Disney's making money off of the Lucas product.
1: Yeah, and Uh, and like I guess you could see it this way too, compare it with Marvel and how they're sharing Spider-Man, right? Yeah, but that's more of a Sony thing Mm -hmm. because Sony has just pissed that franchise away. That they've they've they're like, we need Marvel to do this. Yeah, so I just
0: don't understand why they haven't bought spider-man from sony
1: because i think sony yeah is
0: is it it like this is this is like their death grip that they are not letting go of this and
1: well i would imagine and this is totally off topic when it comes to star wars but whatever i would imagine the big thing is sony has the spider-man rights
0: Mm -hmm.
1: i'm surprised they haven't bought them back yeah which they got the the x-men back but yes they got the fantastic four back and that was Sony as well, and that's a good point. But I think Spider Man is a bigger franchise than either of those two. And oh, for sure, the thing is, too, when you look at it, the Spider Man franchise can include so many different knockoffs. You've oh, got, yeah, apparently Phantom. they've
0: got 800 characters in the so, Spider-Man. it's just
1: insane. You've, yeah. got Venom, you've got Venom, Carnage, you've got Morbius, which is yeah. due out this year. I'm actually Craven. Really Craven. Yeah. like all yeah. these different individual films that you could pump out and make money with mm-hmm. and i think sony is banking on that being worthwhile to them yeah and if and if and i think what they're thinking is if we can use this relationship with marvel with disney to pump up spider-man it's going to give us almost a, a, a good off rub yeah for these other characters
0: oh for sure i, I watched the Venom the movie. Hype
1: train Big time. Use the Marvel Harp train. Did you it's you've seen free the vo- advertising? Yeah. You've seen the Venom movie, right? I liked it, yeah. I liked it too. There was some things that I didn't like about it. hmm Like I don't like that Venom's there and there's no Spider-Man influence. Yeah. Whatsoever. I thought I think that's stupid. Yeah. But yeah, I, know I get I get what they're doing. Yeah. Um I guess in future films you could potentially have it where the the symbiote had contact with spider-man if if you can build into that world mm-hmm. and maybe that's why he's kind of the way he is i guess i i don't know i it's hard to see how they could make that work but i'm sure they could um so yeah maybe they're just gonna piggyback off of the spider-man hype train from marvel and hopefully build their own world but who like i don't care about the the villains. Yeah like i and i yeah, like I Venom. Like
0: villains, yeah. i like
1: venom but venom is kind of an anti-hero mm-hmm. and then they've they've already made him that way like he he's in in that movie he, he's not a criminal at all mm-hmm. right like he's sympathetic and even the symbiote's sympathetic they make him a loser yeah and he mentions that so it's it's kind of interesting but anyway way off topic um Interesting news: Rangers of the New Republic is apparently not an active development anymore. Yes, that was so, the other
0: thing that they talked about. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> obviously this is based off of the whole Gina Carano debacle. Um, I'm not really surprised. Outside of, I'm shocked they didn't go the route that we kind of has speculated on earlier with Hera, because mm-hmm. I think that would have been an awesome show. Mm-hmm. Right? You you could have you could have run that Hera and Wedge. Yeah, and and just had fun with that,
0: but Mm -hmm. and uh, the Asian guy from yes, uh, Corner Gas.
1: Yes, yes, (laughs) Um, that would have been awesome, and Dave Filoni,
0: and Dave Filoni,
1: right? Yeah. uh, So is is Disney going to have to fill that void? And if so, New Jedi Order anyone?
0: Yeah. Well, they're definitely going to have to fill that void. Um, One of the things that this was a, this was, there was like three big things that Doomcock had talked about in this video. And this was one of them as well. And he said that basically uh, what his sources have told him is that uh, Rangers of the new Republic was being written by Favreau specifically for Gina Carano. And if there's no Gina Carano, then there's no Rangers of the new Republic and that is the rumor that I heard from that... the online sources. See, but I and so like this this stalling doesn't necessarily mean that it's out, it's, it's just... off, right? But it's a negotiation tactic, sure, to try and get Gina Carano back into Star Wars.
1: I've heard that too. I think that bridge is burnt, though. Yeah, I don't know. Like she's she's shit on Disney pretty hard with Probably. everything that's gone on. Yeah. And again, I don't, and unless unless I'm missing information out there, again, she was never fired from Disney, mm-hmm. just didn't renew her contract. Mm-hmm. They, they felt, we got to go in a different direction. You clearly are too free spirited for what we want out of our employees, which is fine. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I again, I don't yeah. agree with what she had posted online, but mm-hmm. that's not Now what are you going to do? I'm not going to agree with everybody that posts something online. But yeah, Disney obviously felt that this was not the direction that they wanted to go in with their, with their employees. And everybody still shits on Disney about um, Pascal um, Pedro Pascal still being employed there. But again, yeah, what he said, probably not appropriate, but they told him to stop and he stopped. He listened. Carano didn't. Yep. So you you got, you gotta move on and mm-hmm. this backlash from the fans and I think it's a, a, a minority of fans. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of fans have, have looked at it and gone, it, she done fucked up. Yeah what are you gonna do? Just move on whether you recast mm-hmm. the role or you go in a different direction, whatever. but uh, yeah, I I think if they do move forward with some other property, whatever it is, I, I want to see a new Jedi order and it doesn't even need to be like, it doesn't, it doesn't need to be this thing where it's a Luke Skywalker led initiative. Like he could, it could just be his new Jedi order. You Mm -hmm. see him in episodes here and there. Maybe, maybe, maybe then you could do a Luke, uh, like a Mark Hamill cameo every Mm -hmm. now and then and do it. But I guess that would get old pretty quick, depending upon how they run it. Or you get Sebastian Stan to jump in and do a couple episodes here and there. But then you have these young Jedi that are doing stuff, whether it's a Kylo Ren as he gets older, Mm because we like it's still undetermined when he started his new Jedi order. Mm -hmm. Right. So maybe maybe here we are. He's. Picking up Grogu, there's no reason why you would pick up Grogu and not have an academy getting like ready or in the thoughts of having an academy ready. Mm -hmm. So, five years after Empire Strikes Back, Ben's not, or um, Return of the Jedi, like Ben's not ready to do anything. We don't know exactly when he was born.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So, I think the possibility for a new Jedi Order show where you could have teenager Jedi. Uh, Padawans going out and, and doing all these fun things you introduce Mara Jade or or Kyle Katarn like it would be fun or just brand new characters that you want to mm-hmm. use it'd be fun have it like we can't go forward with Star Wars here and not have Jedi or Sith
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: ridiculous yeah and I get that the big Jedi the big bads Kylo snoke i guess snoke um and palpatine right like you're not going to have bads that are as hard as they are or Mm -hmm. you jump ahead to the future and you have big bads and 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 high-end good guys that are jedi or or sith or whatever gray jedi if you want to introduce that because we still haven't really been given that yet Mm -hmm. so i don't know there's lots to do there um, And the last piece of news I got, J.J. Abrams apparently learned the hard way about going into projects with a plan. <laughs> this is in an article. Uh, apparently, he's openly admitting that there was no plan for the Star Wars sequel trilogy. And if that is true, mm-hmm. that is a fireable offense um, for Kathleen Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And for J.J. Abrams. I Honestly, I don't need to see J.J. Abrams do another Star Wars film. Mm -hmm. I really don't. I, like, again, I can watch the sequel trilogy. I'm not Heels. Mm -hmm. I'm not Alan. I I can watch the sequel trilogy and enjoy it and have fun with it. But there's still lots of things in there that piss me off. Mm -hmm. Um, The cohesiveness of the movies is unbelievable. Like it, it makes no sense how they came to the direction of what they were doing. Like, yeah. y- did they really sit there in a boardroom and go, you know what? This is how we're going to do it. JJ, you're going to write the first movie, do whatever you want. Go nuts. Nostalgia. Go, go crazy. Do your movie. Um, Ryan Johnson. You're going to do the second movie. Do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You don't need to feel, you don't need to follow JJ at all. Just do what you want. And then third movie, we don't know who's going to direct it. I I honestly I have no idea who was supposed to be the final director for the movie because it wasn't supposed to be JJ. Was it supposed to be Ryan Johnson? Mm-hmm. Or do they Yeah, I, I don't know. Like we we don't know. And maybe that information is out there and we just haven't looked it up. I but regardless, JJ comes back and tries to undo a lot of the stuff that happened in um episode 8. Mhm. And gets super nostalgic with it. And brings back Palpatine. And kills off Palpatine. And Ray just becomes a Skywalker all of a sudden. Like, (laughs) just do what you want. Go nuts. Like, you... You you can't call your movies a trilogy and just shit on a trilogy. Yeah. And not plan it to be one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, there's just... If and if you're saying that you you learned about doing projects that way with a plan, Mm -hmm. man, what did you think you should have done with this? That tells me, did JJ Abram watch any of the Star Wars films? I don't know, man. (laughs) Like, Like, how crazy is that? But whatever, uh, that's all I have for news. You got anything that you want to throw else in there? I don't
0: know. I think I have anything else for news. No,
1: all right, well. I think we've yeah. shit on Disney enough. let's yeah. get let's get into uh our top five. this one's interesting because when we said that we were gonna do this, top five quotes out of mm-hmm. Star Wars I had joked I don't know man this is this might be just 10 quotes from Hondo Anoka.
0: yeah <laughs> I, I actually do so don't good. have any.
1: I don't either. I no. did it on purpose because I was like yeah. I, you could find so many amazing quotes out of there.
0: Yeah, you can. I actually know I did ones that were like more impactful impact- and ones that I kind of think about. Iconic. Iconic. I Yeah, iconic, I, but they're more like I think about them more. Sure, you know.
1: I'm going to I'll throw in an honorable mention. I'll throw in I have
0: I have two honorable mentions, but okay. n- neither of them are Hondo. I don't have any, but he's got tons of great lines.
1: I'll f- I'll find one as I'm as we're doing this a Hondo yeah. quote that is just too funny. Actually, I have it in my mind already. You'll you'll like it. I think it's one of my favorite Hondo lines. Yeah. But Let's start. You go first. What's your first? Right. And no okay. particular order, right? I'm guessing. Okay.
0: So yeah, no no particular order. Uh, my first first one is "May the Force be with you." Oh you yeah, understand? I didn't even, even have that. It- Said in every episode, every every bit of media, every bit of everything in Star Wars. May the Force be with you.
1: Absolutely. That's my
0: number one. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, just do your whole top five, and then I'll all go right. through mine.
0: Uh, my next one is, no, I am your father. Oh, you that's know, huge. From Vader. Yeah. Yep. Um, probably one of the most famous lines from all of Star Wars, and often misquoted.
1: And also one of the most iconic moments in movie history.
0: Yeah. Um, the other one, another one that I really like is uh, between Leia and hand when Leia says, I love you. And hand says, <laughs> I know <laughs> um, right before he gets thrown into carbonite. I think Harrison Ford apparently libbed that one. Yes, he did. Yeah. I think that's a great line. And he's like, Harrison Ford wouldn't say, uh, Han Solo wouldn't say that. He'd say, I know. And then I thought that, I think that's a great line too.
1: I love Um, it. That's one of my favorite lines. And I will readily admit that I've used that on my wife. Yeah. And it has not worked out so well. No. (laughs) (laughs) I get usually a slap on the shoulder, like, (laughs) shut up and just tell me you love me.
0: Yeah. Um, For one, honestly, one of the lines that I think about a lot, even though it's not a big one, is when Palpatine says, so be it. Jedi, and then he fries it's Luke a great, with his Force Lightning. Yeah, it's a great episode six for sure. Um, uh, and then of course, Yoda, do or do not, yeah. there is no try.
1: I definitely have that one down there.
0: Yeah, yeah, so I got a, some honorable mentions as well. Um, one that I think about a lot, um, actually, like a lot, a lot that I never actually thought about until I heard the quote. And it's from episode eight. So shout out to the sequel trilogy on this one. And it's Yoda to Luke again. And he says they grow beyond us when he's talking about your students. Right. You know, Um, that's like the burden of being a teacher, right. Or a master is that, you teach everything you've got and your students get everything you've got plus everything they develop. Right. So they grow beyond you. I I just love that quote. I never really thought about that in like a teacher pupil relationship. Yeah. You know, but it's really true. Like if you're doing your job, right. As like the mentor or the teacher or the the master, right. Your, your student is going to come out better than you were. And it should. Yeah. And then my final honorable mention is during, um, the Exegol Assault in Episode 9. Oh, my goodness. Babu Frick pops up and goes, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> I don't know why, but that one kills me. Every time I think about it, it's like he's just flown across the galaxy. Uh, he's probably going to die. Um, he shows up and it's like, oh, my God, you're here. He's like, hey, hey. <laughs> That's his response to almost, so goofy. almost Im- imminent death. I don't know why, but it just makes me laugh, especially <laughs> the way he says it.
1: Uh, okay. So that's your top five and your honorables.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: my top five, I start with, it's not my fault Han solo in empire straights back. Mm-hmm. I love that line. Cause it's so funny because you're, you're thinking that Han's going to punch it and they're going to get away from the star destroyer, but woo, 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 mm-hmm. and he gets all angry. It's not my fault. He runs into the back. Uh, number two was do or do not. There is no try from Yoda um number three is i've got a bad feeling about this literally Mm -hmm. everyone in star wars yeah (laughs) and uh, it's it's such a great line because it works in every time they use it it works Mm -hmm. and it's a callback for us fans to go like ah yeah i remember that Mm -hmm. but at the same time you can sit there and go yeah okay i understand why you would say that that makes total sense Mm -hmm. um it's a trap from (laughs) admiral akbar can't yep. forget about that. Like it, one of the funniest, goofiest, it's a trap. Just, mm-hmm. it just rolls off and it's a great meme and everything. Um, I also have, this one's really interesting. Heels is going to hate it. You might like it. Um, So this is how Liberty dies mm. with thunderous applause from Padme Amidala. Padme. Yeah. It's huge because that is literally the destruction, the end of the Republic and the beginning of the empire. Mm-hmm. And it's a huge line from Padme because everybody sees it. Yeah. Right. And and so there you go. A couple of honorable mentions. I I said, I was going to go out and get some Hondo for you. And I did as my sweet mother always said, son, if one hostage is good, two are better and three, (laughs) well, that's just good business. (laughs) Um, This one was another good one. I may not be as young as I was once, but I'm older. older. (laughs) Yeah
0: i remember that one that's from the jedi younglings episode where they show up as a circus
1: yeah and another one from that is uh the line when um the same circus thing when he's when he's fighting there and oh what does he say i'm forgetting it and i'm trying to find it online but i can't but uh (laughs) he i'm flying And then he, and then he realizes that he's not. And, Mm -hmm. oh, that hurts so bad. It's, I love Hondo. Hondo is, Hondo's just, he's just good business overall and and brings lots of lines. So Mm -hmm. there you go. That's my top five, (laughs) but I like, I did find a site where they do have a bunch of Hondo awesome episodes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even a Sith Lord is no match for my warriors. You put mm-hmm. up quite a fight. Blasters, cannons, that glowy thing. Boom, boom. You mean a lightsaber? That's it. <laughs> like Hondo's just—he's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but you know what I always say: speak softly and drive a big tank. Like what a goofball! Hondo's mm-hmm. just what I want to see a Hondo show. Yeah. I like. I don't need a movie. Give me a give me a cartoon of Hondo just be doing yeah. piratey things. You can have them, like, and and you don't even need, like, it needs to be a fluid thing. It can be episodes from the Clone Wars. It can be episodes from Rebels. You can have it from episodes during the uh, original trilogy. All that kind of stuff. Just, I don't know how how old his species gets. Just run with it and have Hondo be hilarious. Because it'd be great. I think that'd Mm -hmm. be awesome. Um,
0: Okay, I got another good one. Oh, okay. Another good Hondo quote. It's from Maul, and he says, "Filth, you will pay for your insolence." And Hondo <laughs> says, "Insolence? We are
1: pirates. We don't even know what that means." That's right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hondo with the kids again. I, I and I may be a pirate, but I do not like taking children into battle. Mm-hmm. So that didn't seem to bother you when you attacked us, Ahsoka says, and then Hondo goes, "Well, today is a new day, and lucky for you." today i like children (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. there's just so many good ones (laughs) oh he's good
1: oh the stories i could tell so many of them true (laughs) yeah (laughs) Hondo's an amazing character bring him back please Mm -hmm. um let's get into our review of season four episodes one to four one to four right that's what we're doing yeah i hope so because that's what i
0: watched yeah i only watched four as well
1: Uh then these are awesome episodes, a because Mm -hmm. it brings us now right up to original trilogy. Like we are very, very very close.
0: We're like a Um, year away, not even.
1: Yeah. Um, Heroes of Mandalore part one that starts off uh season four and it opens with uh, Sabine's Mandalorian staging an attack on an Imperial prison in the middle of nowhere. Apparently Sabine's father is rumored to be held there. We haven't seen him. We've been introduced now to Sabine's mom. Um, Reinforcements are dispatched by the Empire as they attack. And uh, they almost capture the rebels, but Clan Kriz led by Lady Bo-Katan. She's back Mm -hmm. and looking as good as ever. uh, She arrives to back up and the rebels and the Mandos win the battle. They take the prison. But Sabine's father isn't there. They do get knowledge, though, that her father is being moved to the capital um, for public execution. So they intercept the convoy to save him. Um, between, uh, before that, though, there's a conversation between Kanan and Hera. Almost like Kanan doesn't really want to be a part of the rebellion. Like he's kind of hesitant on how Hera is so gung-ho within the rebellion. Right. Like the, the missions and all these kind of things. And Canaan's like, well, yeah, but what about us? What about family? What about, what about what we've had here with the ghost crew and, the, and, and everything. And yeah, um, <clears throat> I like that that discussion is happening. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, good. It, 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 it's not so much drive a stake between what's going on with the Jedi of, of Canon, Canaan uh, and Ezra and mm-hmm. the rebellion, but it's, Hera's, I don't know, how do you say it? Hera's almost obsession with the Rebellion because mm-hmm. we see her so in tune with everything that's going on with them, right? And we'll yeah. see this coming up in the, the next couple of episodes because she, she takes no part in what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Neither is Dezeb, right? It's Hera, Cain, and Ezra, and Chop, which is interesting. Funny, uh, funny moment then when Ezra goes to save uh, Sabine's father, he asks if he is with Sabine, and Ezra says yes, and then gets flustered. And goes, oh, I oh, mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, not with I'm I'm, I'm not, not with, with Sabine, her. Yeah. but I'm I'm here to save you, alluding to that Sabine Ezra relationship of sorts. Mm-hmm. So that'll be an interesting thing as we move forward with television shows for Disney Plus, um, especially the Ahsoka show, because we're assuming that. Sabine and Ahsoka are going to be looking for Ezra. And mm-hmm. clearly at this point in the timeline, because it's supposed to be during that Mandalorian timeline, Thrawn is a thing, mm-hmm. right? Like he's back. So where's Ezra? Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see that dynamic between those two, like Sabine and Ezra, I say. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. Cause I mean, obviously Ezra's liked her since like the moment he saw her. Right. And then, um, huh.
1: Yeah, Yeah. they'll be older. You know what that That means. R rating. (laughs) 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 Um, After they finish the rescue, Sabine and her dad, they kind of, I I wouldn't say reconcile, but they kind of do, right? Like, Mm -hmm they hug and she, she like leans into it and is just like, Oh, my daddy kind of thing. Fen Rau tells lady Ren that they have rescued her husband. Lady Ren's scroll uh, squad is chasing back the empire, but one single walker is brought in to reinforce their retreat. Sabine hears like a, a, a weird weapon powering up sound and immediately yells for Tristan, her brother and her mother to escape. The weapon goes off and the group actually sees it way off in the distance and races to the battlefield Mm -hmm. when they get there it's devastation just mandalorian armor laying everywhere but no bodies Mm -hmm. um sabine kind of falls amongst the remains of her clan knowing that her weapon did this and we know that because it's kind of alluded to yeah as heroes of Mandalore part two begins sabine is again on her knees mourning the fallen mandalorians bo katan comments on the rumors of a weapon capable of such destruction sabine points the blame onto herself and explains that it was her weapon that she created that did this that killed her mother and brother and just as she's saying that she hears her mother calling for her mm-hmm. uh the group turns around and sees tristan helping lady Rand, and they explain that sabine's warning kind of saved them but literally killed everybody else yeah now i have a question they don't show it, and maybe it's just to be assumed. They must have picked up the Mandalorian armor and walked away, right? Like well, no, not... You can't.
0: The, the, the so the
1: weapon turns the, weapon, the, oh,
0: right. the armor almost to like rust.
1: Yes, that's right. You're correct right? because so Sabine picks up keep, something and, and it, it and it crumbles, Yeah, and, and
0: yeah, like a like a dandelion,
1: like like know? the snap Thanos. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, that's true i forgot Mm -hmm. about that i you're right um chopper picks up something and fen says it's the empire coming to finish the job off they fend off the attack and get into a mandalorian ship to escape but they're followed by two ties bo katan as she's about to exit the uh the, the ship ezra asks her like what are you gonna do like what don't you need some sort of weapon and she's like a Mandalorian a with a, is pack. a yeah. It is a weapon, and she just <laughs> drops out, Captain yeah. America style. And then Ezra does the same thing. And they both get big kills. Bo Katan destroys one by opening the hatch and dropping a bond. <laughs> Ezra hilariously bug shields the next tie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even get the oof. <laughs> and then I what does he do? Does he use his lightsaber on it? Or I can't even remember what he does there. Oh no, he jetpacks it. He jet yeah. missile packs it. Yeah. Um and he destroys the second, and then they get back on the ship. At the capital city, Thrawn is witness to the power of the weapon used against the Mandos. He loves its potential as it basically vaporizes the person inside the armor. Mm-hmm. Um Gar Sacks and it
0: destroys the their like spirit, right? Well, because yeah. like it's part of like the armor is part of their culture. And, and it's something that gives them strength and to use like your enemy's greatest strength against them and, uh, as well as their culture is, is amazing.
1: Well, and even one of the, one of the Saxon Mandalorians comments on that, right? Like he's like, well, what if, what happens if the empire uses this against us mm-hmm. and Gar Saxon's brother has now taken over leadership of these empire Orleans. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Um mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and says that that's not going to happen. That's, this, is, this is the way that they need to be able to unite all of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. Um, back on the, I guess, back at the Mandalorian base with um, Bo-Katan, Sabine comes up with a plan to lead the Mandos to destroy the weapon. Fen Rau suggests turning the weapon against the Empire. Sabine says that she has thought of that, but it's not the mission. And she's like almost questioning herself, right? Like maybe I should do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then Fen Rao takes Bo-Katan off to the side and says that uh, he's surprised that she's impressed by Sabine. And mm-hmm. Bo-Katan just says like uh, she's watched her and she's faced, she's faced her, her past and, and overcome it. And, and she is an exemplary leader. And then as they're talking, they kind of focus on Sabine giving the details of the plan. And, and absolutely, she is. She has. She's come up in her own right as a leader for not only the Mandalorians, but for the squad, uh, the Phoenix squad as well. Mm-hmm. They attack the Star Destroyer, but it's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. As Saxon uses the weapon against Sabine and Bo-Katan. And I guess I would imagine the rest of the Mandalorians. But they, we don't see that happen. Um, Ezra, Kanan, and Chopper erased the weapon data from the banks of the destroyer, which is kind of weird. Like you would think, you would think that they would have passed that information on well before having that weapon, right? Like that weapon's been around since Sabine was in the Empire.
0: Yeah, but it was never like she. She apparently destroyed all of the stuff relating to it and then it was oh, just like with the fragment of fragments of they research it. that they rebuilt it that's lame. so that's why the information is it's not fully powered it doesn't have long range and that's why he wants Sabine to uh to work on the weapon to magnify it
1: which is weird because wouldn't you use the empire and their resources to kind of find that out because Thrawn knows about that he even suggests you need to have Sabine Wren Mm -hmm. like you would think that he would have seen the plans yeah so i that's just strange maybe just one of those plot armors that just don't even pay attention to it just keep going on Mm -hmm. uh the mandos engage the empire in a heavy battle inside the landing bay saxon tells sabine that he needs her help in increasing the power of the weapon if she doesn't he's going to kill bo-katan so sabine says yes despite bo-katan saying no Mm-hmm. Ezra runs off to go and help As he opens, as he gets to the door It opens up and it's just Disaster, just haywire mess Going on in the In the the, um, the Staging area there mm-hmm. Sabine makes the alterations And Saxon goes in for the kill But the weapon focuses on the Imperial Armor, the imps all get Caught up in the uh, the weapon's lightning And Sabine is just like It's like dead time, like you guys Are toast, mm-hmm. I've got you uh, he, she tells Saxon now he has to learn And that this is the way to fight for Mandalore Katan tells her That this isn't the way Which is interesting mm-hmm. um, That it's the Empire's way And she doesn't really want to do this Sabine relents and slices the core Of the weapon with the Darksaber They bounce from the destroyer As the core melts down Destroying the massive starship mm-hmm. And Sabine tells Bo-Katan That she is the leader she has been looking for and hands over the dark saber. The clans of Mandalore—they're all outside of the ship, and they are united in Bo-Katan's leadership. She accepts mm-hmm. the the dark saber and ignites it, and it looks way shorter <laughs> when mm-hmm. she has it, which I thought was kind of interesting. I don't know if that was on purpose. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I would love Kanan for that.
0: says you can alter the length and stuff of your lightsaber, right?
1: Right, but it wouldn't have been a thing that. Sabine or Bo-Katan would have known about at that point. Right. I don't know. But he also did say like when she was fighting with it, that it was heavier Mm -hmm. and as she became more attuned to it, it got lighter.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So maybe with Bo-Katan carrying it and and we've Mm -hmm. talked about this, does does she deserve to have it? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's why it's a shorter blade. Maybe I'm just looking too far into this, but I just thought it was an interesting thing. Mm. And there you go. That's the end of the first two episodes, which I absolutely love because I love that Mandalorian history and yeah, that whole situation. We still have a boatload of Mando stuff to fight through. Yeah. Because you really do. Bo-Katan loses the, the Darksaber to, I guess, uh, Moff Gideon
0: mm-hmm.
1: or Darth Maul. Who knows where that situation is going. Yeah. So like that, that all needs to be told at some point.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought this episode was great too. I mean, I love the from the very beginning, Sabine leading with like the Darksaber out. It's just such a great, cool way to introduce it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the saber is like my favorite weapon in Star Wars. I think it's the coolest. I love just the way it looks. Um, the sound. The sound of it. Just, I love, I don't know why, but like the black. I, it's just, it looks really cool when it's swung. Uh, it I is did awesome. think it was a bit of a cop out when they kept Sabine's mother and brother alive, but everybody else died. Like that just seemed kind of, I thought it would have been a lot more meaningful and impactful for to lose her mother.
1: I agree. But I also understand when she gives the warning and where they are, they, it it is, it does make sense to me that they are on the outskirts of the weapon. Mm. So, but I get, I get what you're saying there. It would have been, or even just kill off her brother.
0: Yeah. Or one of them. You know, something. I don't know. I don't know what, you know, maybe the brother's like, oh, he had to give me his jet pack and the mother gets saved or something, you know, something. like something like that. That would have been I think that would have been a little bit more meaningful and impactful.
1: It would have been um, devastating for her.
0: Yeah. Um. I also really like like you said earlier about that Mandalorian history. You know, we get to see Bo-Katan here pre-Mando and then Mando. She's like fucking gung ho. On oh, ruling yeah. Mandalore, right?
1: And in, in, in this show, she's not. She's, she's not very, at
0: all. Like she's she doesn't very hesitant. want the dark saber. She doesn't want to be the leader. You know, she kind of just wants to fight. It seems. Yeah. um And you know, like when she's talking to—is it Fen rao about like Sabine's ability to lead, bring people together, her innovation, her ability to fight? You know, it's like, well, okay. You know, what the hell happens to Bo Katan in those? whatever 15 years between now and Mandalore and mando right
1: i do like that sabine mentions to her that people are Mm -hmm. wanting like people will follow you yes and that and that like even bo katan kind of fires back and says that yes but you you lead by example and and then like you're the one that made the decision not to fry the -hmm. empire and she's like yeah but by your yeah. By your guidance, right? Your wisdom, and so, yeah. And so like that, I would imagine would hit hard back at Bo-Katan and go like, okay, well, maybe maybe I have the ability to be a leader like my yeah. sister did. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and then, yeah, like you said, I the last note I wrote is like, well, now I just want to see how Bo loses the saber to Moff Gideon because yep. there's going to be a purge now coming up, right? And that's something that Disney could easily put into something. Maybe that's sure. how Mandalorian season three starts. We get a flashback episode. Yeah,
1: but I want more than a flashback. On
0: You want a that. movie or not
1: a, even a movie. I like give me an animated special.
0: Yeah. Like we need, sure. we need
1: all of this content from Disney plus. Yeah. Why not throw in a an
0: special would be great. Like it'd be easy can, to cheap. Yeah. Everybody would love it.
1: You can bring back all the Some people history. that make, make sense. You can, yeah. like, Ahsoka Tano's got to have a big part in there. And you gotta have you gotta have Bo Katan, you gotta have Fen Rao. Maybe we find out how Fen Rao passes on, like we all these kind Ma- of things. Gideon. Yep. You know. Maul. You there's so much potential Maul's for
0: dead, isn't he? Not a... Yeah, because Toby Wan's oh, killed him now. Yes, you're correct. He's now dead. Yeah, you're right. Because Rebels takes place sequentially, so now he's dead. You're
1: right. you're right. He's dead. Ah, they can bring him back. (laughs) (laughs) They've (laughs) already done it
0: once. (laughs) A couple times. (laughs) Seems yeah. Um,
1: Okay, moving on to the next episode, episode three of season four, uh, four, in the name of the rebellion, part one. And this one just right off the top is nostalgia because Kane and Ezra, Sabine, and Chopper arrive from Mandalore onto yavin 4 mm-hmm. which is the where the base of the rebellion their new home base is and it's not just the small little rebellion this is ships and rebel cells from all over the galaxy zeb mentions that and is about to show them the base when an alarm goes off and rex comes running out and and asks where hera is and rex is like well that's her in these Mm -hmm. like wrecked ships flying in and she crash lands but she's safe and everybody's safe and i didn't really understand that because it kind of made it dramatic for an opening Mm -hmm. but nothing happens like they all land yeah and they're all safe so like i just have her i guess the the thing that they wanted to show was failure of a mission i guess so but everybody that was part of the mission lived. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was kind of weird, but uh, whatever. Um, She sees the whole family back together and is, is overwhelmed when she sees Kanan Mm -hmm. Callus comes up and is like, Oh, family meeting. And he's all trying to be funny and immediately says that Mon Mothma wants to see them. So they, they head off to see Mon Mothma Who is kind of explaining the situation and how their intel was bad? There's a quick mention of um, Saw Mm Guerrera and how, like, how how is he always getting the right information? Mm -hmm. And who is it, Zeb or Kanan? Mentions that, well, he gets his intel because he goes about it the wrong way. Mm. And I think it's Ezra who says, maybe that's the way we need to be doing things.
0: Yeah. He's got like that Anakin moment. Yeah, I was Tarkin, just you know? thinking that. like, well, well, it was like what I was saying earlier when we were talking off air about doing a little bit of evil to do a lot of good. You know, it's kind of this argument. I think that's resurfacing
1: here. Yeah. And I, I was wrong. Sorry. It's Rex who wonders how Saw's group got the Intel and Callus is uh, kind of like angrily says, well, Ger- Guerrero is an, an extremist mm-hmm. and doesn't care how he gets it. But Ezra, Ezra does note that, well, Saw gets results mm-hmm. and Mon Mothma then goes into like a seriousness of her own and says, we do not mistreat prisoners. Yeah. And we, this is how we do things. So interesting to see that. Um, as they're breaking off to go on their next mission, Ezra asks why they're not going to help Lothal and kind of gets into it a little bit with Mon Mothma, mm-hmm. who states well we can't just go off and execute missions in certain places just because this is how we feel like there's tough decisions to be made and she would know about those being in the senate or yeah. formally in the senate i guess yeah uh, now that she's on the lamb, <laughs> um and then she also mentions too with the whole lothal thing the recent uh, i guess attack against lothal Thrawn's just destruction of the rebels
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that they're not ready to Wage open warfare And Ezra kind of says well Some people are saying that that's already the case Yeah So it, this is just bringing us closer and closer to A new hope um, Afterwards Ezra's outside He sees Kanan meditating um, For for whatever Reason this, this astromech droid Is following him <laughs> And mm-hmm. it like focuses on This so you're sitting there going like Whoa. What's with this droid? But uh, Kanan asks him that something's wrong. And Ezra explains that he thought that uh, coming to the Rebellion's base would mean kind of helping his planet faster. Mm -hmm. Kanan's like, sit down and let's meditate and get this all out. Um, And then Kanan asks him what else. And Ezra tells him all about the the whole Saw stuff and what happened on Geonosis. And then the, um, I guess, Saw doesn't give a, give a crap about all the politics yeah. that is going on, right? And and it's interesting that Ezra brings that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I mean, it, I think that's what a lot of people would think. You know, it's not as, I, I, yeah, I mean, obviously, I've never run a rebellion. <laughs> you, know, you don't know what goes into doing it, you know, and the politics, especially on like a galactic scale of, you know, like it's almost like a chess game with your assets yeah. almost right. And it's like, okay, well, if I can sacrifice this planet of people, but I'll get five other planets of people, like those are the decisions you've got to start to make, I suppose, in these, in these positions. And yeah, it's I don't crazy know, to be I mean, in that situation. A hard, there's no right answer you can pick, right? Well, there's in no, Mon Mothma, he-
1: do that would right. please everybody mon mothma had even mentioned like her home planet of chandrilla mm-hmm. was a planet that needed to be liberated but she can't make that call on her own because yeah. it would be no different than well, okay so Any we save this planet, planet. Yeah. we save this planet but this other planet s- suffers well, like we have mm-hmm. to make these strategic kind of uh decisions and mm-hmm. speaking on that all of a sudden that droid Asker droid that was following canaan and ezra starts up and there's saw guerrera uh talking to the crowd there <laughs> outside of uh the temple mm-hmm. and mon mothma makes her way somebody asks her like should i shut this down and she's like no i want to talk to him saw gets into it with her uh even gets her animated and angry mm-hmm. where she gets passionate about how to be a rebel, a rebellion, right? Like it can't just be going out and killing people, killing innocents, and, and, and being a criminal saw kind of fires back that, well, we're both criminals in the empire's eyes. I'm yeah. just acting like one. Yeah. And I, I love the, the back and forth between them. Yeah. Saw's it's got a, great it's interesting
0: philosophy, right? Cause right. I mean, there's no right or wrong answer between the two and like, yeah, if you're going to be a rebellion, yeah, you got to fuck shit up. You know, but you also you got to be a rebellion. You also got to do it properly. You know, and there's there's that like that line of that you've got to walk. <laughs>
1: and well, you've got the two sides. No one agrees of on it. Yeah. Exactly. You have the two sides of the rebellion. You have Saugareira and his extremist views, where they are fucking shit up, and they're getting results. But those results maybe push other systems away from the mm-hmm. rebellion. Whereas Mon Mothma is going the um, political route, mm-hmm. trying to. Uh, soothe other systems into coming together and joining them so that they can combat the empire Mm -hmm. it's there is a there's a happy medium somewhere there and Mm -hmm. i think we see that happy medium once we get to um rogue one Mm -hmm. because the character of what's his face um Who's the main guy in Rogue One? I forget his name. He's got his... Oh, uh, Andor, Cassian. Yeah, Cassian Andor. He is that rebel that is flying under the radar, doing the shit that needs to get done. Mm -hmm. And he is straight from um, Mon Mothma's camp. Yeah. Right? Like, she's the one that's sending him off to go do all these missions. So Mm -hmm. maybe she kind of figures it out and goes, this is the way that we need to go. But it has to be, it has to be, like, you you get caught, you kill yourself. (laughs) Like, you can't get caught. Yeah, yeah. And if you do get caught, you're not part of the rebellion. Mm -hmm. So, it's that rebel spy, rebel scum kind of thing that kind of peaks its its head. Mm -hmm. Um, The, the takeaway from this is Ezra is still sitting there going, maybe, maybe Saw is right. And you see the picture or the face of Kanan going, hmm, this isn't going to end out right. <laughs> Their mission is to go to Jalindi, where they are, like, the, it's the hair and the whole crew are taking uh, the ghost to go to this, um, I don't know, is it a, like a, a dish? Some sort of...
0: Yeah, it's a communications relay Communication relay dish, something.
1: yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're not to destroy it. They're there actually to spike it so that they can actually keep tap on what the Empire's doing to stay one or two steps ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem with that is when they get there, they're doing their stuff. They also get into uh, a little bit of trouble because Saw Gerrera's group ends up being there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they're not there to take it over. They are there to destroy it. Yeah.
0: And- well, I think it's, he's got ulterior motives right? sure
1: yes absolutely yeah um now they, they they go to work on the dish zeb tells kanan and Hera that uh, a light cruiser has arrived ezra sabine and chopper are kind of forced to hide uh, out of the cruiser's line of sight which i thought was hilarious mm-hmm. because if it like is anybody looking out the window at that point in one of those <laughs> cruisers like it just seems ridiculous but whatever mm-hmm. uh and I like that Ezra reports that he doesn't think that they saw
0: him. <laughs> I just
1: think it's so funny. Um, as, as the episode moves on, Sabine is uh, getting to work. Chopper gets to work on it as well. Um, he's to tap into the second comm relay to install the spike. Um, and then they get a transmission from the commander of the crews of the Marauder asking for docking clearance. Mm-hmm. Sabine realizes that uh, oops we've tapped into the wrong channel (laughs) and orders chopper to put the ship through to the station so that the imps don't realize that something is up ezra has a different idea though and he gets chopper to put him through and does his like weird accent that he does when he's trying to be Mm -hmm. an imperial which is just the goofiest stuff Mm -hmm. um but it kind of backfires on them right yeah because they get who is it like who's the commander Titus something like that um he he the looks the guy at that Ezra's
0: like, foiled a couple times. yeah
1: yeah yeah um Ezra basically says um that it's just not their luck uh, and the the dish begins to tilt and um Ezra gets Chopper to fix it and Titus sees him <laughs> mm-hmm. he sees him out of the bridge of the Marauder which is again just simply ridiculous yeah. uh Sabine contacts Hera for a pickup explaining that they've been seen she tosses ezra some detonator so that the rebels can salvage something from the mission stormtroopers come out onto the dish they're fighting they're sliding down the side of the dish um ezra gets chopper to realign the dish which throws the troopers now off balance um titus is informed of a small ship approaching and sends out the the uh, tie defenders to go and fight the ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh Ezra or sorry Zeb goes into the turret. Ezra orders Chopper to tilt it again. This flies uh, Ezra and Sabine the other way, followed by the stormtroopers. It's kind of like a a wild ride. Yes, kind of. And um uh, <laughs> just as uh, Ezra and Sabine are about to fly off, Ezra catches the side of the edge. Uh, as the stormtroopers fly past (laughs) i for all this talk about uh the rebels being on this side of where we don't we don't kill and all this kind of stuff man did Mm -hmm. the ghost crew kill people left right and center oh yeah they do for sure like hair is as bad as anybody (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it's just funny um meanwhile the ghost flies through the um red rock pillars which is they're being pursued by the defenders, the tie defenders. Uh, Zeb points out that um, these are the nasty ones. So mm-hmm. these are, these are the, um, the prototype ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. The
0: tie interceptors or, t- or Yeah, tie defenders. I, th- right? they're, yeah, they're, tie defenders, I think they're yeah. called the
1: defenders. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're right. Tie defenders.
1: Um, Hera yells at them to keep firing on their shields. They're not going to last forever, ever, but uh, as or Zeb, yells like uh, you tell them that Mm -hmm. and uh, she says she's the better pilot they keep flying off eventually they actually do get into a position where one of the tie defenders crashes
0: Mm -hmm.
1: uh, because of the fog Um, on the marauder an officer reports that another ship has arrived and it's a u-wing which fires upon the cruiser and takes down their deflector shields dealing heavy damage It's Saw Guerrera and Ezra and Sabine. They're surprised by this. Uh, He drops three bundles of proton bombs out the door onto the dish, warning that uh, he set them with a short fuse. So they have to get onto Saw's ship. And um, the cruiser then kind of flies close to the detonation, caught in the shot wave. It blows up. And uh, that's the end of Titus. Mm -hmm. No more him. So he's dead. The ghost returns, uh, having dealt with the second avenger. Hera is shocked, wondering if Ezra and Sabine are responsible for the dish blowing up. And uh, as they get on and connect with the U-wing, um, Guerrera ends up overtaking the ghost ship, and uh, they fly off into hyperspace. Mm-hmm. So that's the end of part one.
0: Yeah, I liked. Um... At the start, I mean, I like to see Sabine has come back with the crew now. I guess she's not hanging out with the Mandos.
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: You know, I thought that was a, a nice thing to, to bring her back into the show for pretty much the fourth season, I suppose, with that.
1: Well, and I like how she mentions it too, right? Like, my my one family is okay now. Mm-hmm. My other family needs me.
0: Yeah. And I made a comment here about Saab Guerrero being the rebel rebel. <laughs> yeah, basically, you know? eh? He's like the rebel rebel. Uh, not just a rebel, but he's a rebel from the rebels point of view as well. And, um, Roger, Roger. Yeah. Um, what else did I say? I write down for my comments for that episode. Yeah. I mean, it does seem funny. Like I understand Ezra and Sabina's like, why are we doing this? You know, this is a silly mission. Why don't we just blow it up? Like we want to hurt the empire. Like, why are we doing this crap? But I guess, you know, on Mothma has other ulterior plans that they're not telling you about. I'm sure. Sure. Um, yeah and then saw shows up blows it up takes him because he's got something in store for next episode with sabine and ezra
1: oh i jumped the gun on that eh what's that i can i said that he took over the ghost but he doesn't no uh, he doesn't take over he overtakes no. the ghost like, he, overtakes he the ghost. but i doesn't... jumped i jumped the ghost on, or i jumped the uh the gun on that that's that's this upcoming episode
0: mm-hmm. yeah he uh he gets, he saves Sabine and Ezra that the relay blows up and then right. they can't get on the ghost. And then, you know, and if star destroyer shows up, he's like, no, we can't dock and exchange people. We got to go right now. And then they take off and, you know, sure enough, that leads perfectly into the next part of this, uh,
1: this episode. Absolutely. Two part episodes. Yeah. So in part two, uh, in hyperspace sock tells Ezra and Sabine that, uh, thanks is owed to him. Um, and then asks them if they would rather run more of Mon Mothma's errands. So there's obviously this disconnect between Saw Gerrera Rebel and mm-hmm. Mon Mothma's rebellion. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they want to actually make a difference, both Ezra and Sabine are on that side of, yeah, maybe. Because they they don't see the diplomatic solution to everything, right? Yeah. Um, and then Sabine compares it to what they did on Mandalore, which is kind of interesting. Um the two are surprised, as Saw explains that um since their trip to Geonosis, he's been investigating on why the Empire wiped out the entire planet and what they're hiding. And he brings up a hologram of a station. And if I'm not mistaken, is that not the no, it's not. Um it's a station that has intel on the empire and secret cargo that is moving through the station. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So Ezra and Sabine, they agree to help. Chopper thinks it's a bad idea, which is interesting because you would think Chopper would be all for this. Yeah. So if Chopper thinks it's a bad idea, what is Ezra and Sabine doing? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like they got to go, they got to defer to Chopper because he's gung-ho on everything. Um, Upon arriving, Sabine is kind of skeptical. As there's no sign of the Empire at all. Saw points out that the Empire is hiding things right in plain sights. Lots of droids. And yeah. The U-Wing lands. Ezra, Sabine, and Saw get out. Chopper kind of reluctant. He doesn't like that he's been paint painted, spray-painted black and yellow. Yeah. Um, they go to a freighter. And on board the freighter, there is... Um, i guess something that they're kind of familiar with i didn't really i like this this scene was kind of strange to me so
0: like when they get on the freighter that's taking off because yeah thinks that there's some cargo on there that's helping the empire develop a massive weapon right right This is the death star because that's what they were making on geonosis right and that's why palpatine killed all the geonosians and you know, saw was last around the rebels on Geonosis when they got that shield generator. Right. Yeah. Um, so he's, I guess, been investigating it and he's, he's tracked down this shipment of cargo that seems to be really important to this freighter and or like this, the space station, I guess. And there's a freighter that's leaving the space station with the cargo to go somewhere.
1: Well, and the thing that's interesting about it too, is like how much of this ties into him being on uh jetta, well, I think that's exactly what happens because they talk, like this episode, I think
0: um, it's season a big- four of Rebels has come out after Rogue One. Yeah, right? so there's a lot so of they're time. starting man. to set the stage for Rogue One a little bit. Yeah. Because there's another thing too where they find in like the computer terminals too that there's something going on in Jedha with these shipments, right? Yeah. yeah. Or I think maybe the shipment came from Jedha. Maybe I, that was it. That's what I, um, it
1: wasn't, It like it wasn't really clear to me.
0: Yeah, I think the shipment, so the Kyber crystal that they find, eventually find in the episode, I think that comes from Jedha. Because that's what the Emperor yeah. was there, taking Kyber crystals to make the laser for the Death Star, basically. Yeah,
1: and there's like there's, there's a couple of stormtroopers that are talking about it. Mm-hmm. About the Jedha system. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Ezra kind of comes to the conclusion that they have to save some prisoners. Yeah, but oh entirely. yes, maybe you were thinking about thinking about the singing
0: that Ezra hears. yeah. Because that's the Kyber crystal. This like it is the Kyber crystal.
1: Yeah. Um, Chopper alerts them that uh, a patrol of stormtroopers is on its way. Ezra gets all of the prisoners to retreat back into the container uh, as the rebels hide. One of them uh, is seen by the troopers as he gets inside the crate, and then the trooper opens the door and drags him out. They demand to know who let the prisoners out and where the guards are, but then are swiftly beat up by the rebels. Mm-hmm. They stun them and then toss their bodies into the crate <laughs> to those of the troopers that they've already beat up Ezra um, basically says you've got to keep the civilians out of the line of fire Saw suggests they get the prisoners to safety via the shuttle in hold 12 but uh, Sabine says that's going to be guarded because escape pods so mm-hmm. the rebels sabotage the ships hyperdrive to make the ship drop a high out of hyperspace that way they can kind of fly off. Ezra, Sabine, and Saw leave to do this while Chopper takes the prisoners to the escape pods, and uh, they they get out of there. Chopper, uh, one one prisoner looks at Chop and says, "He's a very good droid," <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of funny. Uh, as Sabine and Saw sneak past the door, Ezra hears the singing again. Um, I did mention that. Okay, good. I was wondering about that. Um, and then he sees the death troopers that are surrounding the area, which is that's big, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know what? There's one of the
0: things about the death troopers in this episode. I want to say the voice is female. I kind of want to say it's captain Phasma for some reason. That would be dope. I really think that it was captain Phasma, but you know what? I forgot to stick around and watch the credits of the episode to see that if it was actually her voice, because there is at the end that death trooper that leaves, right? One of them manages to get away oh
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna look that up when we're done this pod yeah that's a good yeah that's yeah good call on that one yeah um ezra ends up finding out what is in that cargo hold it is a giant kyber crystal huge um this is what has been singing to ezra and basically like the crystal in his lightsaber did when he found it yeah um Uh, where am I? I just lost my place here. Uh, Saw takes possession of the crest uh, of the crystal. This alerts Krennic, mm-hmm. which is interesting. So we get our first met- uh, our first mention of Director Krennic, who is of course overseeing everything going on with the Kyber crystals and the Death Star. Um, they send in a whole bunch of um, security, which is to purge all of the escape pods. And uh, the he notices that uh, Chopper notices that the pods are being shot out, mm-hmm. um, and orders the prisoners to get out of them. They're all confused. Saw insists that they have to let the freighter reach its destination so that they can find out what the Empire is planning to do with the crystal. This mm-hmm. is something that Ezra and Sabine think is not a great idea because they still have the prisoners, kind of their their lives at stake. Yeah. And Ezra asks Saw to guard the crystal while he and Sabine deal with the hyperdrive. When they get to the engine room, they deal with the guards quickly. Sabine prepares to drop the ship out of space, and then Saw appears. Saw appears and uh, stuns her and Ezra. Mm-hmm. That, and then declares that nothing's going to stop him from finding out what his enemy's plans are. So here is yep. Saw doing that dirty shit Saw that things, he needs to do, you know? right? Yeah. Um, go ahead. You're you going to say something
0: um was i gonna say something or no i just yeah no i just like how they do this you know because they really are playing saw up to be decent rebel here but yeah and And then then all of a sudden you you see that he is actually very radical right like you know when he's talking about uh ezra's like well we have to free the prisoners and there's like well you know he's basically like well they can die and you know his 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 philosophy is like well that's war right that's just a casualty of war like that's just an acceptable loss is kind of like (laughs) exactly what I understand is from from what Saw says like that's his view Um, and then yeah and then yeah stunning Ezra and Sabine like needs to know where the ship's going at all costs I thought it's just kind of helps us see that crazy mofo that he is in rogue one you know absolutely he's he's starting to go crazy he knows there's something big right he's on the precipice of discovering that and it just can't he just can't figure it out you know
1: which is and like i like that too because he does talk about how he's convinced that the empire is building some super weapon Mm -hmm. but it's it's that conspiracy theory that he's thinking that nobody kind of wants to believe but a you should because of everything that you've seen with what's been going on since the empire started. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I like that they do that. Um, saw again, states that he's willing to go to any lengths to ensure that, uh, he, he is the victor and explains that he lost everything, including his planet. And he's not going to let that happen again to anybody else. Mm -hmm. So his motivation is pure. Yeah. He's just going about it the wrong way. Right. Yeah. Uh, he ignites Ezra's lightsaber and stabs it into the hyperdrive. Um, before shooting at the other section, um, this causes the crystal to begin to absorb energy, which makes it unstable. And um, basically the captain of the other star destroyer, uh, Slavin, I think it is, is mm-hmm. told that the rebels ha- are trapped aboard it. And he orders a, a boarding party sent to secure it. Saw's Ewing arrives and uh this prompts the other starter short of open fire on it but he orders his gunners to stop when the transport nears the cargo ship because the crystal and we don't want that blown up so the at least the empire realizes or so they've been told do not fire on this thing it is incredibly mm-hmm. um, unstable yeah yeah in the engine room ezra and Sabi managed to uh persuade saw to get them out of their their bindings um, and then turn down his offer of a ride out of there If they've, they've had enough of Saw mm-hmm. um, Two troopers are electrocuted By the energy discharging from the crystal And basically the, the commander then orders The ship abandoned because it's become Way too unstable Saw bids them goodbyes uh, And hoping that they will meet again So they kind of leave on a good note Which is weird Yeah they do Uh, Ezra and Sabine ask if, uh, or Ezra asks Sabine if she can stop Saw's bomb from going off and uh, they just got to get out of there. And the U-Wing dispatches the bridge officer reports to Slavin that uh, the scans of the Kyber crystal uh, on board is not good. It's not on the rebel ship and Ezra and Sabine, they flee out of there. They get onto a lambda class shuttle which chopper and the prisoners have uh, secured and they evacuate they get out of there one of the stormtroopers states that the shuttle is reserved for the commander and um (laughs) chopper does what chopper does (laughs) it takes both troopers out yeah which is hilarious um the other stormtroopers arrive they try to take back the shuttle sabine and ezra are right behind them and they take them out And uh, Ezra tells Sabine that he's picking up a massive energy reading from the freighter. Sabine realizes that it's too late to escape into hyperspace. So they have to put themselves between the Star Destroyer and their shuttle uh, in order to, I guess, kind of... Not take the... Yeah, the brunt of it, right? Yeah. And so they do the... Uh, The freighter and the Star Destroyer are both destroyed. Sabine puts all powers into the shields and the shockwave of the explosion just takes out their engines. And um, Ezra leans back in his chair. He sighs and then the ghost arrives to pick them up. And I love it. Hera goes like, what did you guys do? (laughs) Zeb says that uh, the pair can't go anywhere without blowing something up. And both Ezra and Sabine look like sheep faced. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we did some bad. So it's yeah. pretty funny. Hera tells the prisoners that they'll be taken home. Um, or they can join their cause. And uh explains that they have figured out that uh they can use their skills to fight the empire. Whereas yeah. before they were kind of like hesitant to do anything. Because I think at one point in the episode, Ezra says something about uh fighting back against the empire right yeah yeah and
0: i I like the the engineers are like well you know the empire needed us so you know they kind of screwed us so you know we might as well use our services to help you
1: exactly i thought was a
0: nice conclusion they get some some good engineers out of the whole shebang i guess
1: I thought, I thought the most impactful part of this whole episode is right at the very end when mm-hmm. Sabine is talking to Kanan and asks him if it's actually a, a possible to weaponize the Kyber crystals. Mm-hmm. And Kanan, Kanan wouldn't really know this because he's yeah. he was way too young, but he's unsure of it, right? Mm-hmm. And then Ezra kind of already suggests that maybe the Empire already is is a lot closer to winning the war than the rebel alliance wants to believe
0: yeah which is completely correct because the death Star is almost built
1: right and even like yeah. e- even still like, it does get built Full, well, without this fully-
0: Kyber crystal yeah. right right like one of the things that I like the most about this episode actually is um it reminds me of one of the unfinished clone Wars episodes so I don't know if you ever saw it but yeah, yeah. there's there's a couple episodes that were not finished they're kind of like very rudely like almost like reboot the TV show reboot from the 90s animated like that about Anakin and Obi-Wan tracking down some giant kyber crystals and this kind of reminded me a little bit of it for some reason
1: if I'm not mistaken I think that idea that storyboard idea was actually taken from those episodes Mm-hmm. those unfinished episodes so yeah you're right it's it's interesting that is also other stuff that we as star wars fans can absolutely learn about like i would mm-hmm. love to see more on how the empire weaponized the kyber crystals to be able to do what they do right because like you look at what's going on with the the, the death star one and two and you also look at what went on with um star killer base not not kyber crystal infused but still like that whole planet was kyber crystals yeah so interesting stuff there Mm -hmm. uh anything else you got for us as far as uh what this episode is all about
0: not really i just i'm excited for season four you know it starts off well you know where we're getting to the end of the show now and um the storytelling's getting great they're really piquing my interest building some great Future Star Wars projects, you know, with what's going on with Mandalore, and um yeah, I don't know. I just the show's really good. I really We've, don't. It, yeah, it needs to, it needs to get more credit than it gets.
1: Oh, I think so for sure. And I think as we go farther into these seasons, just the build up for that Thrawn and the Rebel family, like mm-hmm. the Ghost, their confrontation. Because we still have a ton of really, really good Force focused episodes ahead of us and i can't wait for that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so there you go that's our review of the first four episodes of season four next week we'll continue on with the next four and uh we'll come up with our next top five for you and any star wars news that we figure out so thanks yeah. for uh matt what would he'll say to lead us out he of here? would
0: say stay safe and watch star wars
1: where can we find you on social media you can find me at k-e-y-h-o-h maybe 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 and
0: the maybe's not part of the address
1: <laughs> <laughs> you could find me at dso67 on instagram and twitter and of course pod uh, underscore Racers, I think, or it's uh, one of the two. (laughs) I'm going to look it up right now just to double check because I uh, never think of it. It is absolutely... I think it's it is it is at pod underscore racers so yeah there you go have some fun with that let us know if there are top five that you want us to talk about or anything like that and if you listen to the episode whether you're in Canada in the states overseas wherever you may be leave us a five-star review if you like our podcast and tell us what you like about it so we'll see you next week right here on pod racers star wars podcast peace out take care